As the deer pants for streams of living water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Psalm 42, verse 1. Our journey to the cross this season of Lent is a journey of transformation to draw near to Jesus. And our mechanism for doing that is by practicing the spiritual disciplines, habit-forming work or mental training to strengthen our relationship with God. We've done prayer, we've looked at remembrance, so prayer and remembrance, simplicity, and today we are considering dwelling in Scripture. And our Scripture passage for that is, which you've already heard pieces of this morning, is from Isaiah 55. And we're going to look at verses 10 to 13, and you may follow along on the screen or just simply listen to the word of God. Hear God's word from the major prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, beginning at verse 10. As the rain and snow Come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Isaiah was a prophet. Isaiah had been anointed by God to proclaim God's word to God's people. Just two chapters earlier in Isaiah 53, Isaiah speaks one of the messianic prophecies we hear at Christmas time. So maybe that Sarah hears all year round. So Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And his wounds, we, are, we were healed. By his wounds, we are healed. The he revealed 600 years later in this passage from Isaiah is Jesus. Imagine people of Isaiah's time hearing our scripture passage today. Isaiah 55, the first couple of verses that we read. As the rain and snow come down from heaven, so is my word. It will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Really? They might have wondered God's divine purposes don't leave God's mouth and remain unfulfilled? 
The Israelites heard promises of, of justice and deliverance, mercy, and a victorious Messiah that would deliver them. Yet, what the Israelites actually experienced was invasion and oppression. They faced war and they were enslaved. Justice was elusive. Does this sound familiar? How often have you read a word of scripture that you couldn't believe or even imagine ever happening in your life? How in the world is that going to become true? I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Really? Where's the prosperity? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I don't feel free. Where's the freedom? The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Have you ever questioned, how's that going to work out? All I have to do is be still and it's all going to be okay? Does that feel true, sound true? Is that even reasonable? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, through prayer and petition, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious, and the peace of God is going to guard my heart? God's word doesn't return without accomplishing everything that God sends forth? How can this be true? How? Some of us may feel that God's word falls like rain and goes right to the rain garden, never touches me. That's not an uncommon feeling at all. Recently, a five-year-old friend recommended one of his Netflix shows to me. Ada Twist Scientist. In one episode, Ada and her two friends, Iggy and Rosie, would like to get into Ada Brothers, Ada's brother Arthur's super cool fort. But Arthur isn't having it. Ada makes Arthur a deal. If she and her friends can open the door to the fort without touching it from the opposite side of the yard, then they get to come in. Well, that is clearly impossible. The fort is on one side of the backyard, and Ada and Iggy and Rosie are on the other side of the backyard, 
Arthur's in his fort, holed up in his solo fort, built for one, he points out. And they're like, yeah, if we can open the fort from over here without touching it, we get to come in. Well, needless to say, when I was watching this, I was hooked. How are they going to do that? They can't do that. They can't, like, get a pole. And, I mean, there's, like, they can't even reach. They're little kids. How is that ever going to happen? So, how indeed. <laughs> the kids go about the house and collect a variety of supplies. And they create this whole gizmo contraption and through a variety of trial and error experiments, they do it. They create a chain reaction. And this little uh, tennis ball, it's, well, it starts with a tennis ball, and it goes on, and then a, a, a mouse, and all kinds of little things, and, and boom, and, and click, and the door pops open. And Arthur is so impressed. He welcomes them into the fort. And they start imagining all the other kinds of things that could possibly happen if they think about chain reactions. Well, this is one way to think about God's word. Sometimes God... says things that seem impossible. But God has a different vantage point than we do. A much bigger, a much broader perspective on our lives than we do. God's world and our lives are embedded in chain reactions, constantly, all the time, always, everywhere. In Isaiah's time, it was 600 years, but Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled through the Messiah. Now, maybe that doesn't sound very... Uh, satisfying. I don't want to wait 600 years till my anxiety turns to peace. But that's where the spiritual discipline of dwelling in Scripture comes in. We don't have to. Because as we heard earlier when George walked the candle down the aisle and, and Sarah and Danley read. We live in the already not yet. Christ has come and Christ will come again. Christ came that we might live life to the full forever, but also right now. And Jesus is on every page of this book, the Old Testament and the New Testament. All of the words of Scripture, which we believe are God-breathed, are for the here and now. 
in their context. Context matters. Context always matters. Very important detail. But the more we dwell in the word, the more we become aware of the promises, the hope, the truth, the reality that we can experience in our very own lives. And the way, the more we dwell in the word, the more we see God at work, the more equipped we become. I didn't always get scripture. There were uh, several particularly dark times in my life. In fact, a whole year, a, a very difficult crisis year in my life. When I longed for God and desperately looked for God, particularly in the Bible. But the word of God fell flat for me. I did not find God in Scripture. And then it was over 20 years ago, I was at a worship symposium event, which is a conference we have at Calvin, then Calvin College. And Tim Brown was speaking. He eventually became the president of Western Seminary, but at the time he was a pastor. And he talked about his experience of Scripture in the morning and how he would get up when it was still dark outside and, and he would eagerly wait for his coffee to get brewed and, and he would take his, his coffee and go sit on their three-season porch and, and it was his favorite time of the day. And he would sit and he would read scripture and drink his coffee and, and he just couldn't wait for that time. He loved that time with his coffee and his Bible and, and, and the God and, and this really special time. And I sat there. That is not my experience with Scripture. That is not my experience with the Word. But I wanted that. I longed for that hunger and that experience, that desire. And I, I prayed for it. I was, I was sitting there in that, in that workshop, and I, I asked God that I would have a desire to read the Word of God like that. Well, time passed. Sometime within that year, I was up early one morning, really early, and I picked up this one-year chronological Bible that I had purchased on one of my I'm-going-to-read-scripture binges, and it sat in a, you know, on a shelf because it probably didn't last. But that particular morning, I picked up this one-year chronological Bible, I think it was published in 1995. And I was hooked that morning. I read it the next morning, eagerly anticipating my coffee. And then the next. I couldn't wait to get up the next stage so I could get to read my Bible until one day I figured out that I didn't have to wait until the morning to read my Bible. I could read it at another time of the day. And then I had this moment where I realized, I remembered the prayer that this is what I had asked God for and this was what I was experiencing. I was experiencing what, what Tim Brown was describing nearly a year before. 
And soon, I started attending Bible study, and I started praying scripture through Moms in Prayer, and I started memorizing scripture, and the word of God drew me in. And I saw God in those pages and in my life. And I continue to do so because God's word is alive and active and even in this moment as we sit here. I saw God and I heard God in the pages of scripture. And another spiritual discipline that I picked up along the way was something called Lexio Divina. Has anybody done Lexio Divina? I do this with the staff quite often. Raise your hand. So, oh, like maybe half of us. Okay. So um, the staff and I do this together regularly. We we sit in the, um, we dwell in the Word and pray. We listen for God's voice. We do this together. Uh, every week, just about every week we do this together because that's a, it's a fundamental a principle that we share as a staff. So we're going to do this together now. So I've been talking about dwelling in the Word. We're going to do it as we prepare for, to go to the, as I mentioned earlier, the visible Word. We're going to do this together. Go to Communion. So I'm going to read the same verses four times. Now, if you haven't experienced Lexio before, you might think, well, that's a bit much. And it might feel weird to you at first, but that's what we're going to do. The first and the last times, we're just going to listen. Listen to the word. It's going to be part of the scripture for our word today. So, and, and, and kiddos, this is for you, too. This is, somebody asked me recently, have you ever done Lexio Divina with kids? And I said, Absolutely. I used to teach a class for third through fifth graders, and we did Lexio Divina on a regular basis there, too. So um, this is for you guys. So um, I'm gonna, we're going to read the scripture passage four times. The first and the last are just listening, for, just letting the words fall upon you. The second time, I'm going to ask you to observe a word or a phrase that stands out to you. Now, this is not something you have to try for, or it, this is not like in school where you're looking for the most important word. That's not what this is. Just observe, notice, um, be mindful of a word or a phrase that grabs you or that you have a curiosity about or that sparks a memory or that, you know, just something that maybe you wonder about. Why is that word there? Whatever. Something that stands out to you differently. In the third reading, I'm going to ask you to wonder, why is the Spirit highlighting that word today? We could do this tomorrow and it could be totally different. What is God speaking to you today? What are you to wonder or to know or to be or to feel today as a result of that word? And then in your 
bulletin today, Jen offered a page of art notes or um, reflections, and feel free to, to, if it's not already full, you have, um, you can journal your thoughts, and then we'll, we'll close with the, uh, the fourth reading. So, any questions before we start? I'll guide us through it, but I won't do a lot of talking in between, because that's just annoying to have somebody talk too much during Lexio Divina. Okay, so I'll start with prayer, and then we'll I'll walk us through it. God, we long to hear from you, to hear your voice. We pray that you speak, reveal, show, highlight, move in us, each one of us, in whatever way you see fit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We are listening. First reading. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Second reading, observe a word or a phrase that stands out to you. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I invite you to speak out loud the word or phrase that stood out to you. Be bold. Nice. 
flourish. Third reading. Ask what God would like you to know or do or be or consider or wonder as a result of a word or phrase that stood out to you or as a result of this entire passage today. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Fourth reading. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Ordinarily, we would take time now to share our reflections and and, um, just share how we experienced God together. I encourage you to do that amongst yourselves. Talk about this. Talk about this later. Talk about it together. Talk about it after the service.